Hey, how's it going, universe? Welcome to another episode of Zoo Box, the podcast about nonsense. This week, oh yeah, we got nonsense to talk about. We got life. Just the two of us, my friend. We're like, uh, we're like two friends on a motorcycle, yes. real close, yes. real close, like uh, dick to butt, butt to dick. <laughs> Just you know, he's like, hey, yo, nothing wrong with it. Cor- when we take this corner, hold a little tighter and lean in. I'm like, okay, uh, nothing wrong with it. I think you'd have to be. You would have to be the driver because have you ever re- ridden a motorcycle? Do you have um, a lot of experience with motorcycles? Not, no. I've never driven an actual motorcycle. I've driven dirt bikes a lot and like scooters, but never actually a motorcycle. But maybe do down think, the road and back, maybe one time or something, but no. Do you think, would you be afraid? Would you be like Im- intimidated? No. No. I'd hop on yeah. that thing. Yeah, you'd be pretty comfortable. You get like you're yeah. comfortable with those kinds of machines, right? Yeah, because it's very similar to a dirt bike. I'm sure the weight, like oh, the weight, how the different. weight's distributed, they're a lot heavier. But yeah, it's probably pretty similar. Like, because I have no real experience driving motorcycles. I've driven four wheelers. That's about it, though. I mean, I've driven maybe a dirt bikes like maybe twice, and it was not a like a long experience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was a little kid, and when you're a little kid, you just like fucking go a full throttle, and suddenly you're like, ah, oh, and then the dirt bike runs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that done happened that a, a couple times. times. One time I was on a dirt bike in somebody's front yard, and they lived off of a highway, and uh, I almost fucking drove straight into traffic. Oh, really? Like, oh, because because when you what? took off, you you I, held that throttle down, you let that clutch on, you were like, you shut off like a rocket. Yeah. 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 Like that's fruit. happened to me. <laughs> that's how you learn. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. I was ripping around on a motorcycle one time and a dirt bike, not a motorcycle. And Ryan was on a four wheeler. And you remember Charity, that little mm-hmm. black dog he used to have? Mm-hmm. So that black dog shoots off out in front of Ryan. And I'm like, Ryan, like I had a little dirt bike and I'm on Ryan's butt. Like I'm like, because my dirt bike is faster than his four wheeler. So I'm like really riding him. And, you know, just being like an idiot, swerving back and forth. Well, that dog runs out out of, like, the grass because we were in the backfield and it was all overgrown. She runs out in front of him. He slams on his brakes. I end up nailing him in the back, and I go flying over the top of him and land in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this uh, sounds like something that would happen uh, back yeah. in those days. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it's kind of weird. Do you do you feel like you were a coordinated kid? Like, were you a clumsy kid? I don't remember you being overly clumsy. Um, I don't no, remember. I was you... pretty coordinated because I climbed a lot and stuff. That's true. Yeah, I was a climber. Yeah. I was pretty coordinated. Out there living with the squirrels. Yeah. Uh. So. So. Anyways. So. I wanted to talk to you specifically about this. About this is what? Big news. Okay. Listen. I know you're a big fan of the MMA. Yeah. Okay. You're a big kebab fan. Kebab. Well, no, let's get something straight. I'm not, because I have issues with Khabib and nobody giving him crap for some of the stuff that he said before. Well, this is what I was going to bring up. Didn't he actually say something kind of wild not that long ago? And like somebody, another fighter, he got into it with another fighter because of it? Yeah, He well, he's made um, like antiphobic comments and well, also like, hom- like what homophobic stuff or yeah okay like homophobic stuff 
and also like uh, I believe he's also made comments about like women fighting in MMA as well. Yeah, about how he doesn't think it's like appropriate. Yes. So people don't give him, which I don't understand. Nobody ever gives him any crap for that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, th- I think because people were trying to like, uh, you know, toe the line of cultural or religious responsibility with like money. He's a big draw. I mean, oh, yeah, he's huge. He's popular... But even like outsiders, like people that don't care about the money, like just general reporters. Oh, well, no, they don't. And I, but I, don't you think that's like a well because they don't want to be seen as like xenophobic i guess because it's like i said it's a cultural thing well yeah and everybody loves him like let's get everything i've ever heard about him he's a really nice person like everybody always says that i don't know but this is but everybody in the industry seems to have number well, one like a lot of respect for him and they says you know they, they well they say he does it the right way like doesn't talk trash yeah he goes out and just demolishes people if people are wondering what we're talking about um i'm gonna put it up on screen and we're gonna read through his instagram post so it's pretty like aggressive if if people don't know there was a bunch of like terror related religious terror related attacks across france and nice uh two people beheaded a bunch of stabbings uh people you know yelling Allah, allah allah akbar is that what it is um so we're we'll so, so, so Sean, what were they? They were upset that a teacher was well, the first, making a funny was was making mocking Muhammad. Okay, well, there. the first incident happened because a teacher showed a drawing of Muhammad, and they were talking about artistic freedom, religious freedom. Um, it was done to be provocative, I think. I mean, it shouldn't be provocative. I think that's the point the teacher was making. That this should okay. not be a provocative thing that you could you could lose your life over. Um, it was a high school class. Obviously, the Muslim kid went home and told his parents. I yeah. think it, I think it was the father of one of the 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 students came, fucking cut his head off in front of the school. I think. Wow. Well, I heard he got beheaded, but yeah. then all the people. What Khabib said was crazy. <laughs> well, okay. I think you know I'm not. I, I want to say this right now. I don't speak um, this language, and this is a, a translation. So I hope it is a accurate one, but we'll take a, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll, we will take a look at it. We'll read it. So this is what uh, could be posted on Instagram. And he says, uh, may the mighty may the almighty face of this creature and all of his followers who, under the slogan of freedom of speech, insult the feelings of more than a billion Muslim believers. May the Almighty humiliate them in this life and the next. Allah is swift in calculation, and you will see it. We are Muslims. Love our Prophet Muhammad. May Allah bless him and salute him more than our mothers, fathers, children, wives, and all other people close to our heart. Trust me, these provocations will come out sideways. The end is always for the God-fearing. I'm going to be a good person, um, the hereafter, and prepare for the. And then he, I think he quoted the Quran. After that, nah. uh, but anyways, so that's it is it is it's one of these things that when people talk about how uh, you know they get accused of I guess what anti, like of xenophobia because uh, that what people, they call it well people or being Muslim bigotry or whatever because like people in America or the Western world really 
obviously don't agree with this kind of point of view. Um, so when they when they make note of that, they're like, hey, you know, a lot of Muslims actually are pretty radical. They're pretty aggressive in their beliefs, more than you would think. You know, they don't. I know Khabib's very radical because I mean, he's been with <clears throat> other leaders too, where people like I've heard, I've always heard like little things, but n- n- no major sports have ever like picked it up. Yeah, I don't, and I do think it comes from this weird reflexive, like we cannot be insensitive to somebody's beliefs. Like that's his belief, we got to respect it. But in my opinion, like if you belong to a community or religion, or have interpreted that religion this way let's say to be fair to, to like let's be fair to islam let's let's say like there are sects of people that have interpreted interpreted the the quran and the teachings of muhammad this way um where they think like anything to preserve the integrity of muhammad is acceptable because they see it as an, an attack on their a direct attack on their faith which is something they hold in a higher regard than anything else in their life so much so that like you know they would kill somebody for uh blaspheming before they killed somebody for like punching their wife yes you know what i mean which is ridiculous but that's like you know i don't want to i don't want to paint with a broad brush i really don't because i'm sure there's a lot of muslims especially american muslims that don't feel that way yeah Um, i actually met a i met i met i used to work with a muslim really nice guy i was like awesome yeah i've met a few muslims myself never had a problem personally anecdotally but I do think that there, when people talk about having like being afraid of the culture of Islam, this is what they're talking about. They're yeah. talking about somebody like Khabib's point of view. Because he's even talking about freedom of speech there. Like he's yeah, a, well, he's, 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 he's attacking freedom of speech. Like no, you cannot he, touch this subject. Yeah, he literally says like, uh, what does it say here? Um, okay. May the almighty face of this creature and all of his followers who under the slogan of freedom of speech insult the feelings of more than one and a half billion Muslim believers. So this is what it is. My feelings, our feelings, trump your innate rights. And I yeah. I find that to be disturbing. And for somebody on his level, I find it really disturbing. And the and like you said, there have been hints of this in the past, right? Like he yeah. has said kind and of things where people are like, what? Yeah, and he's also been like with um like very uh like even people linked to ISIS in the past, like leaders. Right. You know, this is what we're talking about. Like, you know, was it Dana White? Like, he knows where the money is. He knows who, how his checks are written. And apparently, oh, I, I mean, because I mean, like, how could you allow somebody that this is actually like platforming a radical person? This is like saying somebody that is sympathetic to terrorists. I mean, although you know, we like I said though, we do have a sense of freedom of speech. We do value those things, even when we disagree with people. If he's not calling to violence if he's not inciting violence against a specific per- oh, person or people then you're yeah. kind of like okay well I, I don't, yeah i don't have a problem with the ufc putting him in and i just oh i don't have a problem him saying what he says or whatever he wants to do but i just find it funny that nobody ever questions well i know people had said things and i think other fighters had even said things too. yeah I, i'm pretty sure conor mcgregor called him out on some of i this. think he was yes i believe it was conor mcgregor yeah um, but but after, that was never talked about. It was always like Conor McGregor is attacking his actually, religion. They called Conor McGregor a bigot. Yes, because Conor McGregor is expressing the opinion of like the silent majority of people that have like these 
cautious, fearful feelings about this belief system. Because you yes. don't ever really know how deep the rabbit hole some of the, the believers of this religion are. Like He's in deep. They they hide a lot of their actual true feelings. It's actually part of their part of their uh, belief system is yes. to kind of propagate this stuff no matter what you have to do, even if that means lying, because lying is not a sin when you're doing it in the for the cause, right? Yeah, I know that Khabib's in deep, like real deep. Well, because he's a big star, a lot yeah, of money. But he's you know, all. Like the thing about Khabib, even if he's a huge, yeah, he became a huge star. But before that, like his religion, he's very deep into it. He takes it very serious. Yeah. Like no, super serious. Which is which is fine. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. And I'm sure like you can't cool. even go on the on the internet and find a picture of his wife. Well, that's probably a good idea, honestly. But like uh, that's how serious it is. <laughs> I mean, does she wear the full? Oh, I guess we don't know. I was gonna say, does she? There's wear only the there's only ever one picture job? that Conor McGregor posted, and it she has the thing in <laughs> oh, front of her. She has of the she did. yeah on well, on their wedding anybody. day. It could be anybody, to be fair. That could have been anybody. Who knows? Well, who it was on their wedding day. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it was a stunt double. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course he did. Of course, Conor McGregor did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, no, I am honestly shocked that he's never taken more of this because he's but, but even said you... things like. Women shouldn't be allowed to fight in the UFC. I mean, don't you think this is a like a step further though? I mean, this is not directly it well, and it, you could have an uncharitable read on that and say, well, that's directly calling for harm to come to Macron, the French president. Well, it's definitely, and he's also like in a weird way, um, like he does, like he's he's kind of in a weird way making it. For the people that beheaded those people, like he's um he's verifying them. He's he's, he's validating it. He's yeah, validating he's validating them. them. No, he's saying that they did a good thing. That yeah, that which these is people because of what they because uh, showing this picture of of Muhammad that they deserved it. They had it coming. This is what this is what happens when you disrespect us. This is what happens, which is a a bizarre perspective. You know, like growing up Catholic. I can say this as like a you know kid growing up Catholic, and uh, I mean the entire art world, the entire uh, entertainment industry has like nothing but really intensely negative opinions about Christians, right? Yeah, I mean that's something I always noticed growing up, right? Like everything was like you know Jesus bashing all this stuff, but you didn't see like you know Christians aren't getting up and saying they're going to cut people's heads off because somebody. I mean, they might like protest or they might do whatever. Uh, yeah, there were. Yeah, because there were definitely people upset about it. There's a few provocative things. I mean, there was a, a crucifix that was in a jar of piss that was at like an art, an art installation in Europe, and mm. Catholics were very upset about it. But they, yeah. but they weren't. Oh, as far as I know, they didn't. Nobody got hurt because of it. You know. The funny I, thing is, is movies. And it's like, oh, you can't watch this movie. Oh, yeah. That always made me want to watch those movies more. Yeah, there was actually uh, Big Paul, um, friend of the show. Uh, you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, I know Paul. Yeah. Well, he used to, his parents used to have a tape that was uh, like 20 movies banned by the Catholic Church. It was a piece <laughs> of like Catholic-made propaganda, basically, saying, like, look at these evil movies. And they would show you a bunch of scenes in the movie from the movies to show you yeah. where, where they were blaspheming or whatever. 
And uh, we used to watch that shit all the time because it was hilarious. And then we found a bunch of those movies and bought them. Yeah. Like, uh, was it a Monty Python movie, Life of Brian? Have you ever seen that? No, never seen it. Well, that was that was on there. Uh, and but those are probably before. That was probably like way before my time. It was the like, early two thousands. Yeah, when I grew up, it was like a lot of Catholics were worried about Harry Potter, which is no. That maybe was, we just want to watch it more. Yep, and you'd come to my house or my yeah, house. and I'd watch it. And then also the big one when I was a kid that I really wanted to see, which I didn't see till I was an adult. Man, I've I, it's like the Golden Compass or something. Some oh yeah, because it's like a because it's an atheist like children's book. Yeah, it's from like it's yeah, it's a secular thing where they actually like the the Christians are the bad guys basically. Which Sean, I did, like when if I was like a kid, it's not gonna pick up on that. I no, don't know, maybe no, an intelligent would, kid, but I wouldn't have. No, because it's all coded <laughs> stuff that you have to know what you're what you're looking at to even understand that. Like you, if you don't know the symbols and the codes and stuff like that, I mean, I remember watching the Harry Potter movies, even like with my dad and the Hagrid is the first Harry Potter movie. And Hagrid opens that secret door in the wall. Yeah. And he forms a pentagram. And my dad was like, Oh my God, he's forming a pentagram. (laughs) Subtle. Like I was like, yeah, (laughs) I don't know, but we kept watching it. But he would freak out any time there was any type of like allegory to Christ. I remember watching Spider Man Two, and uh, the scene where he stops the train from going off the tracks. You're, it's like a, you know, he has to like yeah, yeah. get in front of the train. Oh, I know, head, I know. So he's like, ah. yeah. And then all the people carry him to the back of the train, like, yeah. right? Because he's so exhausted, he's so fucked up. But he looks like in the shape of a cross for a minute. Yes, and I my know. My dad was like, "They're trying to say Spider Man's like Jesus." I was like, "Yeah." They are, but that's not like a bad thing. They're saying he's a hero, he's a savior. So, so was your dad, but your dad wasn't like religious. Uh, but that stuff bothered him. Why? Oh my god, Michael, he was such a dick. Um, <laughs> no, he was just like a hypocrite, to be frank. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah, but was why too, do you think it bothered too lazy, him? Too lazy to engage in it, but he considered himself a God fearing, like Catholic person. He considered himself a Catholic. Yeah. But he was just lazy. So you do you could think have asked he just, him, and he would said that. Do you think he just liked the fundamentals of it? No, he like he was like into it, like the dogma and the teachings, and and he believed in this kind of stuff. What in Catholicism? Well, no. Did he believe in it? Like, like I understand he didn't go to church or whatever. Too lazy to practice it. But did he believe that this stuff would have? Like the all like the the afterlife was something like was was he fearing the afterlife? Yeah, for sure. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. No, he definitely because we used to get in arguments all the time because like you know I kind of, uh, I mean I never I'll be honest with you and I don't say this to be like edgy or whatever because I'm just too old to to do that now. But like you know when I was a kid, I don't know if I ever really believed it. I always had weird misgivings. I yeah. always was like way too confrontational about it. Some of that is just because I'm contrarian natured. Um, but I used to argue with my dad all the time, and I'd be like, you know, if you really believed everything you're saying to me, you would be in church every Sunday because that's your immortal soul on the line. Like, so if you really believed it, I'm like, it's nice to say it. It's nice to say it to argue with me. But if you really bought it, you would be doing everything you can to stop that from happening. And you can't even get up on a Sunday? Give me a break. Yeah, see, the, and he never. I don't think we ever really argued about it again after that. 
See, well, no, I, I didn't. I, yeah, wow, I didn't know he believed it like that. Yeah, because you wouldn't, because there'd be no reason for you to think that. Yeah, so here's how I kind of believe it, because when I was a kid, there were points where I questioned it, but then there was other points I just believed. There were points where I was like, you know, this is it, like, okay, this yeah. is what we're doing. I took it very serious, but now I kind of, I, I don't like believe in the sense of, um, it's like, I don't believe everything, but I believe that what it fundamentally does for people helps them. I do too. And I think, you know, one of the things that actually got me to chill out about it, cause I was probably, you know, when I was in my mid twenties, I was like, uh, probably a little bit more of an asshole about it. I'm like, oh, you fucking believe in this stupid shit. Like, that's probably like how I would have reacted talking to people. Yeah. Uh, it was actually one of the things that stopped me from doing that was uh, Jordan Peterson because he showed me in a weird way the secular value of these belief systems and these structures. And then also, I just got older. And you're yeah. like, this helps a lot of people. It helps people uh, with like to guide their lives, it gives guideposts to people. Yes. Some people need that. They need that yeah. reinforcement. They need well, something to work towards. They need a fear of something. Like, they need it. And I understand yeah. that. Well, and another cool thing, uh, Matthew McConaughey, he kind of explained it perfect. Like, perfect. This is kind of how I believe in it. It's like, he said this. He said, okay, I don't know what to do with, like, the, the stories in the Bible, like the burning bush. Doesn't do anything for me in my life. It, It's all, like you know, mystery. It's like, you know, it doesn't do anything, but I do know what to do with like, treat your neighbor, how you would want to be treated. Love yeah. others. You know, yeah. he knows how to take like those kind of things and use them in his daily life. Yeah. The basic principles and tenets are fine. They're good yeah. things. They're, they are generally good things. They're things just to be like, basically what it comes down to is like treat others as you would have them treat you. Like that's the golden rule. And that is almost what everything surrounds in the Bible. All of like the kind of the teachings of the Bible and how you interact with other people. Yes. Like that's where but, charitability comes from. You know, those are the things that all one central point. That's why they call it the golden rule. Cause it's the one thing that kind of everything else comes from. Yeah. So that's how I kind of believe in it now. And I do believe there is a God, um, but I don't know, you know, I don't believe like one, I, I'm not like so caught up in a religion, I guess. So are you like telling me that you're, you're not into Abraham anymore? No, I no. no What's I wrong with Abraham? You're... Dude, don't walk into that trap. No. Uh... <laughs> what do you like? Do you still watch Abraham? Is Abraham a Floridian? A oh, Abraham. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you Abraham. Uh, no, I thought this. you were talking about the biblical guy. Uh, well, 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 Michael. <laughs> no, um, but I did see something on her. She was, she was. I think she did something new, didn't she? I don't know. I didn't have not been keeping up with the Abraham files. But I'll tell you this: if people want to know specifically what we're talking about, back when we first started the show, I think it might be show number eight or number nine. Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, we talked all about Abraham because uh, Mike had showed us Abraham because Abraham is like this basically a self a self help person that gives like seminars, but the context in which she does it is just kind of goofy because it's the uh, what do you call it? Uh, she thinks she's like being possessed by the spirit of this ancient person with this ancient wisdom, right? Yes. 
That's pretty nice. Well, see, and, and Sean, here's another thing too, which you may not believe in this, but I do believe in this. I believe that there is evil. I believe there is evil. I mean, relative, relatively speaking, I believe there's evil. Yes. And I believe there's good. So I, this is just what I believe. I believe that there's evil things, evil energy, and then there's good things. Oh, I think there is some sort of, you know, I, I'll go with be a little, uh, little spiritual with you there. I think there's a little bit like you can feel it. Like that's what tension is. Like you know, yeah. you walk into a room, there's just tension in the air. Yeah. Oh like yeah. It's it's, it's electric. Like it yeah. changes the atmosphere of the place that you're in. Your brain literally starts giving out like electrical impulses that you can feel in the room. And then when a bunch of people are like that, like it's uncomfortable. And there's a reason yes. for that, you know. So I I do believe in this kind of stuff. I believe that these things exist. What, what 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 do you mean what exists like i believe that there are evil forces and sometimes mm -hmm. people get fucking infested with them so what do you think like you know like in, maybe not full-on possession or do you mean um do you mean no like, not like that but oh actually i do believe in that i believe that can happen is the evil intelligent or is it like just energy is it actually doesn't have no, it's uh, intelligent. So it has a motivation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe in this. Okay. Okay. I mean, I just do. I don't know why, but I just, it's just my gut. I always believe in this. So where do you think it emanates from? Do you think like this evil, this motivated evil, like it, well, for lack of a better word, we'll, we'll say spiritual energy or you can, are we saying demon? Is that what yeah, we're saying? Yeah, demon. Yeah. We okay. Can say demons. whatever. We can say yeah. demons. Okay. We'll call them demons. Is that like the biblical Christian sense of a demon? Is it yeah. more broad than that? That's where it comes from. Okay. Yeah, like um, when I was working at the China place, there was a hand reading place. These people would read your hands. Oh, palm readers? Palm readers. And Sean, when I tell you, these people fucking looked evil. They felt evil. Everything <laughs> about them was evil. They would call it like because they were like they weren't right next to us, but they were like over they were in the same plaza. Yeah, and she had a ch she had two sons, and both of them they just looked fucking evil. They felt evil. One of them looked like a fucking rat. They just felt evil. It was just like I don't want to, you know. And then they would try to like trade, like, oh, we'll read your palm for Chinese food. Yeah, and they just felt evil. Like I don't know what it is about it and that kind of stuff, like palm reading. I'm very suspicious of that. Okay. I'm like, hey, I'm so not messing not around out, with this. You're not hanging out with Ouija boards and stuff. Then. No. I was at a party one time, and they were playing the Ouija board, and I left. Well, hey, man, like I, when I was younger, so I was like uh, 20, 21, when I first moved to Alaska, we found a Ouija board, like a Parker House Ouija board, and, um, <laughs> and a Goodwill. So we take it back to the house. We're having drinks. We're fooling around. We're fucking around with it. Suddenly, it starts to move. Starts to do. Did things. it really? Did it really? Is this no, true? It, well, I thought it was. Uh, but it was just Big Paul being a turd, and oh. but you know he sold it though. Like he gave a good performance because he didn't tell me until like a while later that he, it was him. He was just like, "Nah, dude, that was me." Because I took the Ouija board, I broke it in half and threw it in the trash can, and I like like took it out of the house and like threw it in the trash can. I was like, "Ugh, I'm not. I don't want anything to do with this." 
Yeah, no, I don't mess around. Like when I was like 19, I went to a party and there was kids in the basement of this house playing the Ouija board. I found out I left. I was like, listen, I'm not like I left. I was like, <laughs> because I'm not taking a chance. I'm just not. That's true. I mean, I'm not going to take that chance of getting something in me. Do you think it's like, so when, have, do you ever watch like the uh, exorcism videos and stuff like that? Like on YouTube or like, no, I'm too afraid to watch those. Okay. Well, you're too like, afraid to watch them. Um, yeah, like Exorcist movies. I can't, I don't want. I watched those like one time. I watched uh, the Exorcist of Emily Rose, and I yes, I couldn't sleep for a week. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. Like I slept well, with holy water, a rosary, for a whole like I could. I barely got any sleep, dude. I can see that. I mean, I would say even though like I have moved uh, past really being worried or i would say even believing in that stuff like in the same way especially in the same way that you do like it's not literal for me i still get creeped out about that stuff because i have the sense memory of when i was a child and i was afraid of it because i thought it was real like so when i was growing up you know from the probably say like uh you know up until i was like 13 or 14 yeah i probably would have like i was really into that stuff i really love like paranormal stuff and I used to read all the books and get into ghosts and think about yeah like, that you know, stuff demons, doesn't scare me. Demons, it's only the devil exorcism. stuff. I used to read books about exorcisms and stuff when I was a teenager, and that stuff. So I know actually, I actually know a fair bit about it. Um, like, like but you would read like stories like real encounters. Well, or quote, or quote, they would say they were real encounters or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like what demonologists and exorcists would do. I think there's a book I can't remember who wrote it, but it's called American Exorcism. Or uh, what's his name? Father. Yeah, Malachi? I know who you're talking about. Father Malachi. Is that who it yeah. is? Yeah. You know who the guy from New York? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I read. I read his his diary or his memoir, whatever the hell it was oh, called. Oh my goodness. The but see, I can't remember the name of that book. But anyways, yeah. Because Sean, there'll be still times if I go running in the morning or late at night, and I'm in like a trail. You get creeped out. I'm creeped out, and I'm like if this fucking devil pops out in front of me <laughs> no because here's the thing i'm like thinking and i really do think this i think that he could appear to me and try to like fuck with me because see what i've always been told is this and this is why i get so scared is that if you if you have sin which i do he's more likely to come to you and then if you're afraid of him you're easier to attack so I got like both things. I'm like scared of him and I have sin. And so now I'm like freaking out. Like sometimes I get freaked out like in those trails. Yeah. Because I'm all alone and I'm like, if this guy pops up, you know. <laughs> if this demon <laughs> pops up, I mean, well, he doesn't need to get you when you're alone. He can get you anywhere. Yeah, but what if he like, I'm just afraid well, of him. What, like, well, not what, you're, like... what you're feeling is vulnerability. You're vulnerable. You're outside alone. Yeah. You could be attacked from any angle. But not even like a on. I'm just afraid to be confronted by him. Like if he just showed up and was like, started like, just like talking. And I know it sounds weird, but. What do you think he would do? Like offer you a deal and you afraid you'd be like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. You wouldn't even try to use that. You wouldn't use any of your dickering skills. That (laughs) you're wheeling and dealing. Like, listen, listen, (laughs) devil. No, but no, but that's what I'd be afraid of. 
and I would be afraid that he would threaten me or something and like, not like attack me physically. I'm not afraid of the physical sense, but attack my life and like destroy my life and make bad things happen to me and like haunt me and possess me and, uh, you know, make my, make my life go down this like really bad yeah, like, hole. Yeah. Like psychologically. Yeah. Destroy and, like, you and then destroy your family as an extension and, yeah, that's what I'm afraid about when I'm running out there. Like, he's going to pop up and not, like, offer me a deal, but just be like, you know, I don't know what he – but just, like, be there and, like – and no one would believe me. That would be, like, the scariest thing. Well, this does sound like a lot of horror movies, Mike. <laughs> this is what, that's what happens. Yeah, but not, like, in a horror movie. Okay, the guy would get attacked or something. Drag me to hell? No, I oh. – yeah, I'm not afraid – like – Here's the thing. I'm not afraid of him like attacking me or like dragging no, I, me. Anywhere. I know you're not afraid physically of it. You're afraid yeah. of like the infestation of uh, bad thoughts, bad energies. Yes, that's and, what I'm afraid of. And that you would self-destruct your own life as a result, right? Because that would be the thing. Like, if there's a devil, if there are demons and stuff, like I don't think you know. I don't think it would be a physical thing. I think it would be a psychological thing. It would have to be a psychological. That's way more. That's way more insidious. Than just slapping you around. You can get over being slapped around. I mean, yeah. who hasn't been slapped around, you know? Yeah, and I know he can't kill me. He can't kill you? Yeah. Because he, he wants you to fit. choose to kill yourself. Well, if I went mentally insane, but he can't like physically like attack me and cut me up and you know kill me right there. That could not happen with him. So I know that. So I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid he's gonna pop out, say, Hey, you better do this. And if you don't, I'm gonna be there every day 3 a.m i'm waking you up i'm gonna bang on the dish i'm gonna make you smell something so you get up you know what they do and so that's what i'm scared of it just gives you a hot fart right in the face (laughs) 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 smells like sulfur in here no but that's what i'm scared that's the kind of thing that scare me like i still get scared of that like i'm still very fearful of that okay well what do you think do you think that the devil or the demons would appear to you? Like, would, would it look like what you think a demon would look like? Would it look like vapor? Would it come to you as a person? Um. Well, when I envision it in my head, like when I'm running in the trail, do you see that picture right behind you? Oh, like the Cthulhu? No, this guy over to over on the window. Oh, the true detective picture. The kind of like something like that. Okay. Like, okay. like, so not for like folks a, at home. For folks at home, my wife drew me or painted a true detective from season one. It's like that's supposed to be Matthew McConaughey. Okay, and uh, he's like a kind of silhouetted dark figure with flames around. So you know, yeah, something like that, and maybe like pointy ears, and just kind of like creepy, and maybe like some kind of tail. Yeah. So, um, but it would look demonic. Like, yeah, demonic. Okay. But humanoid. Yeah. That's what I picture. I don't know, though. I don't picture like a person. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, it could be a, a, a you know, you know, and I've, I, you know, I've went down rabbit holes before. Um, I know that like a devil worshipers, like Dan sent me all this stuff and they do all these weird things. Like, you know, if you're a devil worshiper and they have all these weird rituals, where do you think that comes from? Where those traditions come from? Yeah, like are those those people are like evil. I think there's this stuff. I mean, a lot of that stuff's been around for a long time, and I don't. 
like we have the perception of it of being evil. I don't think those people think they're evil. Well, maybe they well, do. they're like they're like, but they have like things about like children, seventeen year old girls and stuff. Well, this is a yeah. I don't know. You know, I would. I I'm curious how much of that is like actually just like a psyop, like the the, the satanic layer, and how much like to to make it seem like it's more like it's deeper than it is than just a bunch of sickos that like to get together and it's like or gives they them do, like goat's blood gives them an excuse to be fucking weird. Irrationalizes it. Yeah, but do you think like those types of people are evil? Well, you gotta th- do. I think they're evil. Like in my perception of my, like my value system, yes, they're evil. I think they're evil. Relative yeah, because to, those are the types of people I would my, never mess with. I mean, relative to my morality, my personal principles and values, I would be like, yeah, you're evil, dude. <laughs> but Let you me know, ask something. Okay, what? If there was like a bunch of devil worshippers and they were like, hey, do you want to come to a gathering of ours? Is this like a party? Would you go? They're not gonna do anything weird. Like it's like a big party. It's like maybe like a Halloween party. There's gonna uh, be a bunch of people there, but there's a lot of devil worshippers going. This could either be a horror movie or a gay porno. Um, <laughs> no, um, because they do these things, and I've heard of people going. I probably would go. I mean, I think like for me, uh, it's not because I don't. I'm not the type of person that needs like a community in the sense that other people do. Like I'm not going there looking to be part of something. I'm not. They're looking to like find friends and social yeah. group or whatever. I go there because I'd be curious, almost like in a journalistic sense. I want to talk to somebody that that does these things. What are they yeah, going to say? Get it. How are they but you wouldn't explain? be scared. Would I be scared? It depends. I mean, it depends. It would be contextual to like what the type of person that asked me to go to the party. I mean, maybe I would go and I'd park and I'd go walk out in the woods and I'd see something crazy and I'd be like, "All right, I'm out of here." Like, <laughs> well, that guy, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Shifty eyes, I'm out of here. <laughs> I I wouldn't go, but like even like you know, even like this brings me back to like Alex Jones and like the Be- Beanie and Grove, Bohemian Grove, yeah, yeah, like the people burning the owl and stuff. Like, what do you think these people are doing? Well, that's a mock ritual. It is a they they. They claim it's for fun and games, but it's a mock ritual to a fucking an evil entity. I mean, it is what it is. It's like it's symbolic. It's in the same way that like when you're a Catholic and you go to church and you have communion. Yeah. Right. Communion is a symbolic gesture. You're doing something that's in a tradition to be symbolic. I mean, I, I know that Catholics literally believe that. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, like yeah. Water, you know, it becomes the body and blood of Christ. But. Really, you're, what you're doing is you're making a symbolic gesture because you believe it. You think it's you like you're manifesting it into reality, like the intention. So that's just, to me, that's the same thing with shit like that. If you go to a mock human sacrifice to a giant owl god, so like, you don't think it's like fucking like it's giving them something? I think I think that there's probably some people that really believe it, and there's some people that think it's funny. Like you know, it's probably a mix of things. I'm sure not everybody there is a Moloch worshiper or Moloch wor- worshiper, whatever you want to call it. Let's find a Moloch. <laughs> or, 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 or maybe they are. And maybe they're going there because they're actually sacrificing a real human and we just don't fucking know it. And Which they're Moloch? getting some kind of power from it. <laughs> I, hey, no, I'm mean, serious. It's possible. Moloch used to be a bull. I don't know when he became. I mean, a... I mean it's, it's like people think this is out of the realm of possibilities, but people believe all, like you said, you know, if you're a Catholic, you believe that the Eucharist is the body and blood of Jesus. Yeah. And and people believe that. People will die for that. Like, I know people that will die for that. So why wouldn't some of these people think 
And, you know, maybe these people are so into it that they get something. Like that evil spirit, they sacrifice a human and it gives them something. Well, that's what they think it does. That's what their their perception, their belief. And I guess you can make the argument, right? Uh, like we were talking about Catholics, they're trying to manifest it into reality. Like, so there's something about in human beings, you know how some people can be, uh, uh, what do you call them? Hypochondriacs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They can actually, some people are so high, they have such a problem with hypochondria that they, that they literally can <laughs> manifest symptoms of sicknesses, right? Yeah. So if you believe in something enough, can you manifest like what you think you're getting out of it in reality? So if you're at a mock sacrifice and you're watching the cremation of care events, they're burning the effigy of a small child. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just weird on its own, right? But anyways, you're doing that, and you believe that that is going to give you something. You're going to get some kind of juice from it, some sort of spiritual energy from it. Like, if you believe it enough, maybe it actually happens. Maybe you get, like, a high off of it. Maybe you're like, oh, maybe it's like a mob thing, too. Maybe there's, like, a social component where everybody feeds off of each other. Yeah. Like, and we, it, can, we can manifest those things as human beings into reality. I know that these kind of feelings like, you know, and that's, that's, see, that's the thing about human beings and how we, how we operate in these realms. Like we don't even understand like so much about how we operate in these kind of ways. We really don't like how the human mind can actually do things like that and how you can physically transform yourself because you believe something so much. It's like those fucking monks, you know, that can go and hold their breath for 12 hours. Yeah, you know? no. And they, just, and, they, and they they train every, their mind, their body, everything for that and singular purpose. So my thing is this, is that, first of all, I don't think they're doing a fake child. I think it's a real child because well, the, after pe- the Bohemian Grove thing, I mean, they saw what they were burning. The Alex Jones expose. How do they know it's not a dead bird, a dead body? Because it's like a metal thing that they stuff with like wood and stuff. I think there's a child in there because <laughs> here's my point. Here's okay. my point. Okay. A lot of these people that go to those things, you know, a lot of these people in Bohemian Grove, whatever. Sean, they're child molesters. <laughs> well, they some of them probably are. Okay, so I think why some people don't they even, do that? I don't. I think some people go there and don't even know what the fuck it really is. You think they, that? They think it's like this is what rich, powerful people do. We're jan- we're, we're hanging out. Apparently, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I guess gay sex is a big thing in there. Like, just a lot of gay prostitutes, gay porn stars. They've been <clears throat> photographed in there. I I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie The Ninth Book? The Ninth Gate? Yeah, The Ninth Gate. With Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yes, I have, yeah. That's what I kind of think it's like. Like, like I, think, I think, like, those people, like the high elite people, they're mm-hmm. in shit like that and they believe in kind of this kind of thing yeah i know and they, I, and, I, and I they do, do like sentient like they'll they will take a child and i think they believe that shit oh i i trust me i'm not discounting that people people believe it and people will act as if it is true 100%. yes 100 i don't i don't disagree with that at all um whether or not it is actually true i don't know like I know that Clinton and Jeffrey and Jeffrey Epstein, like those types of people, maybe Jeffrey Epstein. No, Hillary Clinton too. I could see Jeffrey being like, you know, cause he's like into eugenics and all sorts of weird stuff. 
Yeah, well, Hillary's into that too. Trust me. Into what? Into the Epstein stuff? No, Hillary Clinton's into like the satanic, like goat's blood rituals, like. <laughs> well, where are we getting this though? I mean, no, that listen. was a big thing. That story broke with her, and they used the girl goats. It was like it was like uh, goat semen mixed with like horse blood, and look it up. And she and she was at like this ritual, oh, oh, and they did like a painting. The Podesta thing with a uh, Ar- Armenia Abramov was that her yeah. name? Yeah. The artist. Yes. Yeah, that she is. She's weird. And listen, if you're trucking with that lady, like uh, she's being more than just provocative. She's doing ritualistic things. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying that it really has a real power or whatever. But I do believe that she believes it does, and she clearly does. Like she clearly, this is not just fun in games. And the fact that so many powerful people, whether they're politicians, actors, pop stars. So, for some reason, all cross paths with her. Like, I don't understand that at all. Who? The artist? Yeah, that artist lady. She's, like, involved in, on so many different levels of the social, upper echelons of the social stratosphere. Like, just, See, she's maybe all she's around. like that lady in the ninth gate. <laughs> Which no, one? I'm serious. Oh, the witch lady? Or the... Yeah. yeah. The, the, the lady that wanted the book that her husband had. Yes. That lady. See... This lady might be like this, and she knows all these people, and it actually does give them power. That's what I'm talking about, the good and the evil, but it's like but evil power. Thing, like, is it psychosomatic? Is it something just because they believe it so much, and like the human brain has just so much untapped potential that we just don't understand? Like They literally believe it so much, they make it real. That doesn't well, necessarily mean it's coming from like an outside force. It could be all internal. That's what I'm saying. Um... I yeah, that may be, but it's like I said, right? Like we were talking about earlier, when you walk into a room and you can feel the palpable tension, the energy in a room when something's wrong, right? The awkwardness, it's in the air. So, and but we're creating that. Like that's my opinion. Like we are putting that out there. We're putting it off. Oh yeah. What if what if they're doing the same thing just in with uh with these kind of intentions? If um, they're actually manifesting it, and then maybe they're all feed off of each other if they're in a group. Like weird energy vampires. Well, no, that, yeah, that could be that, you know, I'm not saying that's out of the realm of possibility, but what I believe is this. I believe that these are ancient traditions that have been passed down, and these are the bad ones, and these are the ones where it's like, hey, you know, if you do this, you can get power. Yeah. And fame and money. So if you do these with me, you can get this, and then they do it and they get this, but they. Well, this is. They have to do evil things. It's like, okay, you want to be a superstar? You got to sacrifice this child. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, I. I <laughs> <laughs> you want to be famous? You got to get fucked in the ass, buddy, by this guy. Oh, there's definitely tape. things like that. Oh, there's stuff where, like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Going back to Epstein, like, there's obviously like he has all that weird dirt on a lot of very powerful people. Because mm-hmm. he was recording everything, that's was his entire like reason to exist, pretty much. Yeah, because uh, they do these shame rituals, they do all this kind of stuff. This is the same things they have secret societies in schools, like what Skull and Bones. Skull, yeah, things exactly. Like that. They do all sorts of weird shit, so they have it's a bonding experience. Like so, they have dirt on each other. Um, in terms of like whether or not uh, that actually is what is it's it's very similar to like uh, going. We were joking around a little bit before, but Abraham. Yes, yeah. that self-help person. This is literally what she talks about. She talks about manifestation. Yes, she talks about 
visualizing something, believing it. So does Tony Robbins. Like they all do that, say that thing. That's what they're doing. They're doing the same thing. It's just a different version of the same thing. Like, so they're like, Hey, you take these steps, you do these rituals. You're going to have a lot more confidence. You're going to go out there. You're going to get the roles that you want. You're going to get those positions. You're going to make that deal. You're going to manifest it. So there's something to it. There is something to that. Whether or not, like you need to, kill a baby and drink his blood and suck on his and, and, and well drink. that's probably what they do and you know Indicate gland, gland or whatever you know people like jeffrey epstein i i believe people like that and like the hillary clinton i believe that they believe in this so much that they have no problem killing a child uh well i'm, I'm sure there are some people out there and and, G- and giselle maxwell Jelaine Maxwell. Yeah, Jelaine. I, I I believe that this lady they do these kind of things, and it's well, nothing she, to them. Well, I do. Well, there are definitely people that once you get to a certain level in life or position or whatever, you definitely have disregard for human life. Yeah, because what, Sean, human, think about it. Trauma and what people have to live with after what you've done to them. They clearly have no empathy. They're complete sociopaths. Yeah, and they don't care. They think they, they rule the world. Well, and they kind of do. You know, it's like people like Jeffrey Epstein is like, listen, Sean, I've been trying to get you on that the Clintons are very dirty people. I no, listen, I do th- I think they're clearly dirty people. I but don't know if they're devil worshippers. Here's the thing. Why is it that Jeffrey Epstein has a picture of Bill Clinton in a in a in a dress? Because it's he finds it funny and it, he Do really you think that's a real painting? No. No, they, well, they 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 know who the painter is. Who painted? No, 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 no. I, I know that, but do you think do you think that the painter's in it too? Because he's a weirdo, or she's a weirdo as well. Do you think that he was actually wearing like a dress one time, and they were just doing like all like this sexual weird? It's possible gay it's not, stuff, it's and like he was in it, and they were like, oh, that's that's like you know, let's get you in this, let's paint it. It'll be so funny. I think no, I think Jeffrey Epstein does that as a way to say like, gotcha, bitch. Like that's like a power move on Jeffrey Epstein's part. To have a painting like that commissioned and have it in your house, think Bill Clinton ever saw it? Do you ever think he walked? Oh in? yeah! Holy shit! What the fuck is that? And he, Jeffrey, just laughed. Oh, it's just a goof, man. And he laughed too. Mm, I don't think Clinton would really laugh. I think he would be probably like, because it's a reminder. It's like I got you, and I got. You a think it was like that for him? You? I got a picture of you in a blue dress on my fucking wall. That's how much respect I have for you. Yeah, but do you think that actually happened? Like he was actually wearing that blue dress? I have no idea, but I know it does, didn't have to happen for that painting to exist. See, I, I'm the opposite. You think it had to I, happen for that painting? I, I, because here's, here's – I'm going to explain this to you because – okay, number one, why would he even come up with that out of the blue? Just like, oh, yeah, I want a picture of Bill Clinton with a blue dress. I think it happened like this. I think Bill Clinton's a very weird, sexually strange dude, He's and I think he was doing something – and he requested something from Jeffrey of him wearing a dress and whatever the other circumstances were and whoever they were with, maybe a dude, I don't know. But he was wearing that dress. Maybe it's like a mother thing because, you know, he grew up poor. He didn't have, you know, I don't know. Maybe. But, and then, and then Jeffrey said, I'm going to paint this after it and always remind Bill of that time that I helped him out and let him know that I have that on him. That's well, yeah, why I think I'm, he did it. Sure. I mean, I think either way, either version, my version or your version, it kind of re- creates the same effect. It's a power move. Yes. That's but why would he just do it? That's my question. Because it's funny. 
it's humiliating. People come to Jeffrey's house, a lot of powerful people, and he's like, look at this fucking, look at this dipshit. Because he knows. He knows. He knows Clinton's, like, Bill Clinton's a fucking, like, a goon. I mean, half of these politicians, half the people that become president are, like, fucking completely the constructs, like, made by the, the whatever party they're in. They're not, like, really, doesn't, like, you know, Bill Clinton, there's nothing in his record that would have been like, yo, you should be president. They just find somebody who's got, like, charisma, somebody that's just got, like, a presence in the same way a celebrity does. That's why Obama was so successful. Some, yeah. some to some degree, that's why Trump is so successful. Or but was. Bill and Jeffrey, they were friends. Yeah, they clearly were. So was I mean, Trump and Jeffrey were friends. Yeah, but Bill and and uh, Jeffrey were a little bit closer. They were like, "Hey, let's go take a vacation." <laughs> twenty-seven yeah. times on the plane on the Lolita Express. No, twenty-six. Twenty-six times. Yeah. So 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 you know they were friends. They were like, they were like, you know, it would be like if I called Dan, hey Dan, let's go take a trip. You know what I mean? It was like they were like good friends. That's what well, I think people don't realize. I mean, twenty six times is a lot of times for what a twenty year period? Not even a twenty year period. I don't know, but that is a long. That's a lot to fly with somebody. Probably it's about twenty year period. I'd say. But then right? I was thinking about it. I mean. So at least it's once a year with a few years in there that they went more than once. Which is weird, I guess. You got to go to the big party. The fuck yeah. party on fuck Island. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's just weird. The whole thing. And like, it's weird how people don't put these together. I, I this whole thing is so strange with Jeffrey Epstein. Cause I don't understand why everybody, here's the thing. Every why is it everyone knows these politicians are so dirty? We have yeah. like Nancy Pelosi. We have all these politicians. Everyone knows that they're dirty. Yeah, and it's like nothing's ever done with them, or they're at least very shrewd. Nothing's ever done with them because it's just because the people that can actually affect those things and do those things uh, won't do it because they have their own interests. Nobody wants like these are all public servants, right? They all make maybe at the most one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yet they're all millionaires and they all live in mansions and like <laughs> so it's this clearly they have other interests going on and every single one of them wants that and they don't want to ruin it. They don't want to fuck up the party. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I just I just find it like the American people, there is so much dirty stuff going on right now in our country. And it's it's just shocking to me that we're like we haven't almost like revolted against our own government. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, just think about like. Well, I mean, we could get there. I mean, this is kind of you're talking kind of like a. What do you call it? Are you a boogaloo boy? You no, I'm not a boogaloo boy. Where's your but, Where's your Hawaiian shirt, sir? No, but just think about it, Sean. I mean, they're. They're saying that everything's going to get back to normal after the, after the election. It's uh, like yeah, I know. with with, with the COVID. It's like what does that have to do with anything? Well, because it's just become a partisan football. It's just like a it's a it shows you that they don't take they actually don't take it as seriously as they claim to. That's really what it shows. Yes, you. and it's like so you're telling us that number one, you don't care about COVID that much. Number two, you're just putting all these restrictions on people because you can, and you're telling us that after the election, COVID's going to get better. 
what are you talking about? How is it going to get better? Like, what does the election have any, you know, have to do with any of that? Look at that nut job. <laughs> that lady she's, needs to be in jail. She's eating a delicious, um, a delicious dove chocolate bar. This is, listen to what this quote is. This is what I wrote. Or no, I'm sorry. This is what I, I said. This is what she said. When you're entertaining or pretending to have stimulus talks, it's important to keep things light. Might I recommend offering your guests or colleagues a simple and elegant Dove ice cream bar? It's delicious enough to be made notice of, but won't dominate the conversation. Oh She's my like goodness. a Martha Stewart type. And look at those nice refrigerators behind her. Come <laughs> on, people. I, like, Americans can't afford point. that. That's the talking point that came <laughs> <laughs> that's the talking point that came out. They're like, those refrigerators cost a billion dollars. I was like, that's the least <laughs> of the problems here. No, but there's two of them. She's Who eating ice cream. She's eating ice cream that costs $12 a pint. It's like, yeah, she's a rich person. Well, the problem, the real, the reason why people thought it was weird is because she's trying to, she was trying to like appeal to the regular person, but she's so out of touch that she can't help but be like a rich lady. Like she just can't. Oh, that lady's such a rich lady. Oh yeah. And you know who she reminds me of? Who? Our Nana, rest in peace. Like, uh, yeah, she was a like Nana energy, and Nana was yeah. secretly evil. So I can only imagine. No, I that lady's evil. I can only imagine how evil Nancy Pelosi is, a woman of means. That mm. lady is evil. I mean, I mean, Sean, just look at the background, look at her outfit, look at the watch. Oh yeah. Oh, the, actually, yeah. We'll bring that back up. Let me bring the screen back. I mean, up. I mean, just look at this lady. This is not normal America, lady. Yeah, this this uh this watch right here, that's just you know, that's tokenism. That's pandering. Um, what do you think this green nice little green sweater she has here? It's just it's a style, it's a nice like a scar, yeah. It's a nice look, you know? It's a nice it's like I'm telling you, this is like a Martha Stewart segment. That's what she went on TV on CBS. She did uh, like a Martha Stewart segment. Talking, yeah, look at like, her. this is she did this in the middle of a pandemic. Like and that's what I'm house? saying. Like She's out of touch. Like you just, she just can't help but being a weird rich lady. Yeah, which I want to become rich one day. I don't know how that's going to no, be, but I'm not saying like I'm not suggesting that her being successful is a problem. What I'm saying is the messaging in that particular moment was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like it just exposed her for what she, I guess, what she is. I don't know. I mean, she's well. That way, uh, can you really expect her to be in touch? I mean, well, if she was living of off people? of like a hundred, hundred, hundred thousand dollars salary, yeah. I mean, you could. She would be more normal. I mean, listen, listen. She's just <laughs> because even with like a hundred, you know, if you're making a hundred grand a year, yeah, you're making a pretty good living, but you're not like killing it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're you're definitely doing well, but. Oh my goodness! Look at this fool. <laughs> so, do you think that Hunter Biden is part of like this sex cult? Oh yeah, definitely. Devil worshiping Illuminati stuff. Yeah, he's in it. Oh yeah. Do you think he's uh, molesting his nieces? That's the new uh, claim. How old are they? They would have been underage at the time. I think some of them are still underage. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just that is something I read. Um, <laughs> You're gonna read I don't really know stuff. him that well. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you don't know him that well. Oh my God, Michael, are you revealing something? Like, oh, I've only met him like five. <laughs> oh shit. No. Oh but, shit. No, I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Are they accusing him of it? 
Yeah, that's like all the stuff that's coming out. You haven't heard about Hunter's laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop? No, I've heard about Hunter's laptop, but who's accusing him of molesting his nieces? Uh, it's something like an email, text messages. Uh, Between him and his sister or something? There's pictures of alleged acts. I've never seen a person like this guy created so much dirt on himself. He's always taking these fucking selfies of him, like with his dong hanging out, smoking crack. Like, well, I, I mean, for him to blowing. be fair, I think he's he getting, just thought he's getting. I think he got honey potted in some of these. I think this is this was completely like this is disinfo. This is the thing that they were accusing Donald Trump of having compromise, saying that the yeah. Russians had all this dirt on him to steal dossier, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is actually what this is. <laughs> I do See, think it's probably it's probably all this dirt that they have on this dude because he was running around in Europe and Ukraine and China and all this stuff. So there's probably and he's a crackhead. So there's yeah. a bunch of governments that have compromising information on his behavior. And uh, well, but who? Okay, so who's accusing him of this niece thing? Because that's really alarming. I don't. I, it's somewhere in those things. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I had to kind of check out a little bit. And also, the media will not cover it. And then the people yeah. that are the people that are covering it are not the most credible people in the world. So I take it all with a grain of salt. So oh, I see. You know, could because I mean, part of it's like they're the only ones willing to cover it. Yeah. But part of that is also like, yeah, but you're also like a little sketch. Like you're not, this is not the greatest news site or whatever, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. Does Tim Pool cover this? Yeah, he's talked about the Hunter Biden stuff. See, I, I well, I, I, I know about him, but I didn't know about this whole niece thing. But I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he's, you know, he's all drugged up. I mean, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. DDF, he's got a sex addiction, man. This yeah. Guy, Biden loves two things, okay? He loves the devil and he loves crack. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely been in some weird, weird things, like some weird parties. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I mean, Sean, sure. you just he have to imagine these life. people must love it. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about this, Sean, because these people don't live like me and you. They're like, no, they, 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 yeah, they like every day they wake up and they have to like search for adventure. Like they, they don't have to worry about bills. They don't have to worry about gas. They don't have to worry about electric. Like they don't worry about they, any of this stuff. They, they do. It's just in a different way where most of the time they they have the means to do it and they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. So like your priorities, like once you reach a level, a certain level of success and you can maintain it, it's like a consistent thing in your life. Yeah. Uh, like your, your entire pri- priority sense has to shift. Like you have to become like a different person. Otherwise you probably go fucking crazy. That's why a lot of them maybe do kind of go crazy. Because that's a lot. That's you know when you think about like child stars, they become yeah. famous when they're really young and they get really wealthy. Yeah, like Justin Bieber or uh, what's that? The fucking achy breaky heart daughter. Uh, oh, Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Like they all clearly had a, an effect on their psychology, at least at some point in their early twenties, where they kind of went nuts. May and you can come out of that. I'm not saying you can't come out of that, but it probably does a number on you. Like. Being that famous, that wealthy, that soon in your life, just have no sense. Oh, of I would have been a disaster. It. Oh, so would I have. I probably would have killed. I would have been man. a touch. I would have killed asshole. at least killed at least three people. I would have uh, been an asshole, man. There would have been a lot of people I pissed off. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I would have been. I just I I would have been a jerk. I think most people are jerks, Michael. I think that's the point. Like I don't think there's really a way to get out of that because once you become disconnected. 
from everybody else your age and most human beings on the planet. Like you have no frame of reference for what their life is like. You have nothing in common with anybody. It's probably like a very lonely, isolating feeling. Now, do you think that these kids, do you think they're abused? Do you think they're abused by these devil worshippers? Um, I think stars? some of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. In Hollywood, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely a problem. And I don't understand. I mean, I guess I understand why it doesn't get talked about as much. But you would think they would just be more open with trying to root that out. Unless there's things going behind the scenes that I'm not aware of that they do nowadays. But so many producers. And it's not stars. It's not like big, huge, famous people. It's like just behind the scenes people. It's producers, agents. Yeah, those people run cats. everything. They're the ones molesting the kids. Like they're the ones. They're the kids. ones controlling everything. And you know what? They got the best jobs because they're never in the public eye. They make all the money. They they have all the power. They make all the decisions. And you know if like how many people know about the producer or how many people know about the director? I mean, yeah, you do because you're into movies, but I don't know any directors. I don't pay attention to that. No, I know I actors. Yeah. 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 You know, nobody cares. I mean, nobody they gives a fuck, man. No, because they don't, and they, you know those. But those people have all the control. That's true. It's, it's like You're in the movie, you know, in 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 the music industry, the people that produce all the music, they have the way better deal than the artist. Yeah, because they're all back end. And yeah, they get to be relatively anonymous while still being wildly successful and rich. I mean, granted, some producers like have a name. So you, somebody yeah, might they recognize do. their name or something, but you're like, oh shit, this person produced this record. I should go check that out. That might be interesting. And I don't know if you watched the Kanye West uh, podcast, but he talked about that. Yeah, I did watch the Kanye West podcast. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I think I don't. I'm not a Kanye West fan, and that did not change my mind. I think he's just kind of an egomaniac. I mean. I'm not going to say I disagree with like everything he said, but he also said just like a lot of shit. Yeah, I couldn't follow him. It was kind of like, dude, well, that's what you he, gotta... and then he makes it, he, and then he makes an excuse for it. He's like, I'm giving you symphonies, man. I'm giving you symphonies. Like, look, hold on. Let me go on a symphony, dog. And then Joe Rogan will like break down what he said and then repeat it. So I guess so people can follow the conversation or to make sure he understood what he was saying. Um, um, yeah, after that, I realized that guy can never be president. <laughs> no he couldn't could he no because he can't get out a coherent message i don't even think kanye west knows what he believes he's his whole thing is like he's like i feel like god is directing me in this direction so i'm just gonna do that i think he's more likely to start a cult i think that's what's happening out there in the midwest i think kanye west is starting a cult we actually did an episode i think it's episode number five of zoo box it was called zoo boxes king it was. It came out when Kanye that. West did uh, "Christ is King" or "God is yeah, King." Yeah, I remember that. It was Jesus is King. But I can. I. I. I didn't. We talked. Well, we we joked about it being a cult. And it, honestly, there's nothing that I've seen that has deterred me from that feeling. He's out there building a compound, a community yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere, talking about building coliseum-sized megachurches. Oh, I know. Where everybody sings his songs. Yeah. That sounds like I, a cult. Yeah, and you know what I hate? This is what I hate. I hate when, like, especially with, like, these famous people. And Tom Brady does this, too, sometimes. And it's just, like, somebody will ask them a question. And it's just, like, a straightforward question. Like, hey, 
what do you think about this? And then they give you some answer, and it has nothing to do with the question. It didn't even answer the question. They just go on like some rift, and it's like. Do you think they do that to avoid the question? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that is what it's. Yes. If they're asked a direct question, like a political question or how they feel about a particular person. Yeah. Because it's not politically expedient, right? They don't want to like create a rift or say something controversial. I mean, look at what happens with even sports stars. They're asked a question about something that's going on in society and they don't say the right thing. They get fucking. Oh, yeah, I get it. But the career is over. I just hate it. It, it. it really aggravates me. It's just like, dude, just answer the question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I just hate it. It bothers me. The amount of pressure they're under not to stir the pot because they're a business. They are their own industry. Tom Brady is a brand. Oh yeah, I know he that. Knows, he knows that. He may be dumb, the dumber than fucking rocks. I don't know, but like, because a lot of those guys are. You hear them. They don't have anything interesting to say anyway. So you might as well just shut up. But <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, but like uh. But I understand where that comes from. I understand why they do that. You want to be like, hey, Tom Brady, were you on Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein's plane? Were you on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, Tom Brady? Well, you know, I mean, I've heard of this Jeff guy, and I've been on a plane. <laughs> but yeah. have I ever been on his plane? I don't know. I go on a lot of planes. But, Sean, I have to ask you some questions here. Um, right. And this is kind of jumping off the subject, but now that the election's coming up and everything's happening – I feel that in America, moving forward, like election day should be a mandatory day off and the day after. You know, I think calling it like a national holiday, like we do with President's Day, all the shit. Yeah, I agree with you. Because I 100%. I think I think the early voting thing is a good thing uh, yeah. because it makes it so election day won't be so fucking nutty. Um, but I, yeah, I totally agree. I think election day is something that everybody should. House. I mean, granted, not everybody's going to be able to get time off, I suppose, because we were like a consumer economy. But um, I agree with you. Yeah, I think if you're not an essential person or whatever, just, you don't work at, you're not an important person like an, an employee at McDonald's so I can get my Big Mac on my way home from voting. Yeah, <laughs> Those, and don't put construction don't workers in there. Yeah, they're, they're not going to vote anyways. They're not, these, these fucking people are degenerates, Michael. No, I'm just <laughs> No, but I just feel like as America, we need to like people are we work too much. Listen, I agree with you, and I think I I want our society to move to a better life for everybody, whatever that yeah. means. I'm not sure we have the right tools or anybody's figured out the right way to do that. You know, UBI sounds interesting, but what would it actually do? And could we actually afford it? Is it actually something that could happen? Free healthcare sounds great, like everybody having access, but there's all these other things. Like people don't just simplify it too much. It's too reduced in their minds. But do I think these are things that we should be working towards somehow? Yes, because I think technology, think like machines, automation, AI, it's going to take care of a lot of these problems. You're going to have robot doctors, Mike. Yeah, robot I know doctors, that. At some point, like there's going to be a machine or a robot or whatever at some point. I'm not saying in the near future, but at some point where you're going to be able to go and get most of your needs taken care of. Like you're not going to need a physical person to give you a checkup or whatever. And that's a good thing. Those are good things. And I think that is going to free up society. Now, what does society do in the wake of that? Does society rise to the challenge of having all this freedom? And uh, I think we would. I mean, I know if I had more freedom, I'd be much more happier. Because honestly, 
I feel like at the moment, and, I, and, and, and I'm going to have to put the gas pedal to the metal to get out of here, which I'm trying to do. But at the moment, it's like you go to work and, you know, you have your mortgage, you have your bills, and that's all you do. And like two days a week yeah. isn't enough for people. It's just no, not. No, I think you're, I think you're right. Like that is a grind. People's life is a grind for most people. Most people's lives are grind are a grind and all you have is your job and then you barely even get to enjoy all the things that you're working so hard for. I do think that is fundamentally it's, it's, it is a problem. I don't think it's healthy for people. I think we need to move I think we've got to find a way to move past the stage of industrialization. Like what is the next stage? Yes, like, I know, do too. Cuz you know, I see this I I you know I see this guy I go running on the weekends and this guy has I go running this nice neighborhood and in this neighborhood, everybody has, you know, the, everyone has two nice cars, brand new with the $300,000 house. Yeah. And I see this guy every weekend and he's got two new vehicles, brand new house, a new Gator, like a four by four little mm -hmm. four wheeler vehicle. And he's got everything. I mean, he's got the nice truck. He's super overweight. He probably weighs like 300 pounds. <laughs> but the only two days he gets to enjoy these things because I run in there on the weekdays too is on Saturday and Sunday and you just see him out there in the pond fishing but that's it it's all he gets to do it's the only mm -hmm. time he gets to enjoy it no other time no I he's agree he's working all the time I agree it becomes kind of an empty pursuit yeah it's like okay so this guy you know this guy goes to work and then on the weekends he gets to go fishing but that's it then he's then, you know, he has to wake up Monday morning, go to work. He's got to pay for those two cars. He's got to pay for that four by four. He's got to pay for that nice house. I don't know. It's just I don't really want to be in that situation. No, neither do I. And I think, like, trying to find a way to kind of being self-sufficient where you also don't have to fucking kill yourself. I mean, granted, yeah. I think some people just have a passion for things, right? Some people like to work. Some people like to work hard. Some people like to work long hours. I think if you were doing something that I you enjoyed. felt personal personally edifying like then it doesn't really matter like then you're kind of happy to do it like if you or if you had your own business or something right yeah because you feel the return you feel that yeah. effort you're building something right and that there is a sense of accomplishment and joy that comes with that but just working at some fucking wherever whether it's a department store or just working for somebody else doing whatever is it's kind of a it feels awful it's not a good oh. feeling Especially because you can't, it's it just becomes a, you're on a fuck your hamster on a wheel, man. Like, and it's just exhausting. And did you know what else I hate about it, man? I hate when, so I, you know, when you work and like, you know, I go in the office sometimes and I hate the office because everybody's so fake. You can't like just, and you know, nobody's fucking like this. Yeah. You know, this you know, is not you the know that people don't act like this. This is not their real personality. You're seeing, yeah, the, and you're, seeing just, the front, you're seeing the Facebook page of their and, personality. And here's the thing, Sean. I have to put on a different personality too. Yeah, when so, you go out selling because you're a salesman. Well, yeah, not well, that's fine. But even when I go into the office with the people I work with. Yeah. Because it's like this weird fucking thing. It's like you got to be politically correct. You can't, you know. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a standard of decorum, right, that exists in an office or anywhere you work. I think in some ways it's good because you probably there's probably a lot of people that you might work with or I've worked with in the <laughs> yeah. past that you're like, I don't really want to know the real you. 
<laughs> I don't I know. know. I, I know I because I've worked in some like some shitty places and people will just act like themselves and you're like, you're oh, this is awful, dude. Like I have to sit here with you for eight hours. Like holy I know. shit. I know, but I just I don't know. I guess I would rather just deal with like uh, you know, just a real person. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think on on most of the time, yes. Because it's like a weird pressure. It's like a stress. Yeah, you know, we like, okay, so me and you were just talking like this. We could never do this in an office. We could never say, like, oh, dude, that fucking Jeffrey Epstein guy, that guy's a fucking weird. You know, you couldn't say that. <laughs> well, maybe you could, Mike. Why don't you go ahead and drop the bomb? Be like, all right, everybody, let's put our cards <laughs> on the table. How do you feel about fucking demons? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, buddy. You know who you Moloch know? is, buddy? You ever hear him, Bohemian Grove? You see that new Alex Jones episode on JRE? But Come yeah, on. no, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just feel. You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. I, do, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with you, but I do think that it might be sometimes would be the grass is always greener type scenario. Some people are just obnoxious, dude, and you don't want to actually get to know them on a deeper level. Like, you just want that, like, decorum. I just want the surface. We got to work okay. together. Hey, how's it going, man? You have a good weekend? Yeah, you know, uh, mess around with the kids, clean the pool. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, man. Go back. Sometimes that's better, but I can understand like if those are the people that you see the most, a lot of times they are, that's your social life. And then you see your social life starts feeling hollow and shallow and vapid. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, not getting any social nutrients from from the fucking office personality you have to put on because it's fake. And that makes it feel it's almost like stressful. Yeah, because it's not me. I I can't drop this mask. I'm at work like. Because you never know. What if you let something slip? Yeah, that's how I feel. And it's not me. It's like, I, you know, this isn't me. I know this isn't all these other people. I know it's not them. You know, no, I, it's not. No, because they, they're all doing what you're doing. And everybody knows that. But there is yeah. a sense, like I said, there's a standard. It's about decorum. It's about just getting along. Like, Because yes. you don't want too many personality conflicts when you have to work in the same building as people. I guess so. Like, you don't want to, because people, people are crazy, dude. People get nuts. People will start fights. Oh, trust me. I know all that. Inter- people even yeah. still start fights, even if it's. Even if they're being nice about it. Passive aggressiveness. Yeah, I have, yeah, I work with people that are like that. Well, I that's what happens when you have those environments. Because when people get emotional. Yeah, or and here's the thing. Out, they get passive aggressive. Yeah, and here's the thing. It goes back to, like, this guy that fishes every weekend. You see, that guy, now he's in so much debt. That he can't just tell his boss to go f off and walk away from a miserable job, yeah. because he's not going to give up that good job that he's making. No, and no, he can't just become a slave. Like I said, it becomes secular. It's it's self. And that's how I feel. So that's why I'm trying to get out of that. That's yeah. When you start getting things like buying a car, a house, you're like, oh, I can't. I'm stuck. Like I actually have no mobility. I have no freedom anymore. Like I have kind of enslaved myself a little bit. But yes. the thing is, like, you have to think that having those things is worth the juice. So, like, you, for you, right, like, it's providing for your family. Like, you're in a much better situation now than you were before because you yeah. worked really hard and you're making that sacrifice. So that is something to not forget for sure. And maybe no, that, no, maybe I, that I, fat I, fuck on his boat thinks the same thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, I, I know that. But I just, there are some days where I just want to be like, I wish I could just quit this job, but I can't. Of course. I mean, because I think, you know, 
you're the same way. I am the same way. It's like kind of like this, like, I got to get out of here. I'm impulsively like, just want to be like, fuck this, dude. I'm fucking gone. I'm gone. Oh, I want to be like that right now. I've been wanting to be like that for a long time. I've just been like, Hey man, well, because like, you did, I mean, you did that a lot when you, <laughs> for 10 years, right? Yeah. You did. I did. You wanted. And if you were like, Oh, you pissed me off. Fuck you. I'm out of here. And you would just yeah, do that. Now I, I can't do that. I don't have I that freedom. Can't. Yeah. That sucks. It's that freedom, man. Uh, it's, it's a weird thing it's it's nice when you have it and i miss it i mean i didn't you don't realize that kind of freedom until you lose it yeah yeah and then when you lose it you're like okay yeah like wow this is a lot different over here yeah that's you know it's one of those sacrifices you make when you want to have a you have kids get family like if you want to be responsible now there are some people that just do that stuff anyways but (laughs) it's like so 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 my thing is like there has to be a better way for people because I know a lot of people are in the same position as me. Well, that's you know, I, I, I think that like technology is going to provide that path at some point. Do I specifically know what that is? No, I don't. But I think on a timeline, like that is what's going to happen. Humanity will have to shift fundamentally. Um, I do think, you know, work provides some people with purpose. It's like some people need church. Yeah. They need that structure. Well, some people need a job. Like they need that structure. And if they don't yeah. have it, they'll fall into depression. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not against the 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 job and the working. Like I would always want to work and do something. What I'm against is is that I'm so reliant on it. Like I can't just walk away. I can't switch. I can't. You know, I would always work because that's just how I am. I would always want to be doing something, but I can't do the things that I want to do. Yeah. You know, I have to do like this crappy job that I don't really like. I don't really enjoy doing. And I can't walk away because I have all these things that I have to afford, like most Americans, like that guy that fishes. Yeah. You know, you can't no, just I... be like, no, I, I don't want to do this. Because if you do that, then, you know, you're going to lose your house, everything. No, exactly. And you have to. And if you're a responsible person, you're not going to do that. Like, and I think a lot of people, I think more more often than not, people generally are responsible especially when they have because your decisions affect other people's lives and we have a sense of Mm -hmm. empathy we have a sense of what that means we have a sense of responsibility like sense of accepting the the consequences of the choices we have made sometimes like that's part of that's just all part of the deal but i i know i hope that at some point maybe hopefully in our lifetime like that paradigm can be different i don't know if it will be Well, yeah, and I and, 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 and I just hope that we get to a place in society where um, – because here's one of the big things I've been focusing on is as far as like your debt. And I don't mean like debt – like I understand a mortgage isn't really debt because if, if, if you bought the right house, you should build equity off of it. Sure. Off of it. So it's not really like a debt. Well, there's but, smart ways to do things and bad ways to do things. Yeah, but I hope we get somewhere where like you know people aren't in so much debt with – you know, call it. I'm not in debt with college loans, but student loans. Uh, you know, vehicles. Uh, no, we you know, have we have entire generations of uh, debt slaves. Yeah, and that's what I. Have. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid that's, of falling into that because so, it's very easy yeah. for me sometimes to be like, oh, I just put this on my credit card. Oh, 100 percent. Trust me, I know. Like, you know? Oh, oh well, you know, a little short in the bank right now. I guess I'll just. But I really want this. So let's throw it on the card. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I don't got to pay 25 bucks a month, whatever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, no, you know, and you. people add up debt like that. And no, they do. And it sneaks up on you. You don't realize it. You're like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah. You got 800 bucks on like, his credit card. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wow, I got two grand on this thing. I need to I've pay been, this thing I've, off. Dude, I've been there, man. I've been there. But that's what it gets to. And it's like, I hope that we can get to a place where people are in so much debt. And we can kind of, uh, I don't know, if like protect people from it a little bit better. Yeah, and I think that's just educating people and also uh, kind of, I mean, this is a long conversation, but it's like you got to get into the regulatory side. Like, what is the government there for if it's not to protect people from being preyed upon by major corporations and banks? I yeah. Mean, they, literally, they go in and they, when you're 18 years old, and they have you sign up for a fucking loan that you'll never be able to pay off. Mm-hmm. That's that's that should be like criminal. That's predatory. Yeah, like, and this and now you us... can't you can't even declare bankruptcy anymore on federal student loans. Oh, I know that. I know that. And this brings us into um, the social dilemma documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I didn't watch it. But after I saw that, I deleted. Well, I didn't delete, but I uninstalled my Instagram from my phone. I was like, because there are things, Sean. When I would be looking up things on like Google, yeah, and then they would pop up as an advertisement. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all in there. I mean, yeah, and and there's things where if I Google still because I still have the Amazon account where it pops up on my Amazon and like buy now. Yeah, that kind of stuff is very weird, and they're taking advantage of people. Well, I think yeah, because it's preying on your impulsive nature. Yeah. And no, it should it's totally, be illegal. It's, it's completely predatory. Yeah, like I said, I think we're probably due for um, within the next five or six years, probably like a fundamental, like the government coming in and regulating a lot of that stuff, uh, especially because, when yeah. it comes to social media like Facebook, Twitter. Um, they're already on the road to like being like, okay, we're going to repeal some of this, these these protections you have, and we're going to consider you a publisher, and they're going to get sued, and so we're we're headed for a fundamental shift into all that stuff but that's uh i don't know when that's going to happen or what's going to happen when that happens (laughs) i don't know i mean people are malleable man i mean we we change we change with whatever is put in front of us and hopefully the next iteration of the stuff is just a more positive experience for humanity Uh, yeah because they took this thing that could have been like generally and broadly speaking a good thing keeping people connected with each other sharing Mm -hmm. each other's lives with each other and just used it as a way to advertise to you because it had to become a business to become sustainable like that's just the whole thing you know yeah well that's what that social dilemma goes into and uh you know it's just after i saw that man i got really freaked out i was like holy crap yeah i know a lot of people did a lot of people deleted their social media or at least took it off their phones that's what i heard a lot of people because they're just like i don't want to be tempted and i spent too much time on it anyways etc etc and 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 another thing man is those games those games will get you on your phone yeah they will you have you have you ever gotten into those phone games no i don't i don't even go near that stuff my wife has a little bit though every once in a while well you know every once in a while sean for some yeah I'll, I'll be playing those phone points. games, and you, and uh, you know what happens. <laughs> Do you know what happens? Uh, what happens? I tell you what. Uh, you probably end up in some sort of sex Illuminati no. situation. A yeah. What, what, what happens is, is I, you know, I need some diamonds to buy some more armor, and no, that's uh, the diamonds talking. cost money. Yeah. If you want to get like more than your daily allowance, yeah. Yeah, and you can't beat the game without doing it. Yeah, it'll it's, take it's, six yeah, years. It basically turns you into a gambler, and it turns yes. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right um well that was a good episode man 
We did it, Mike. Yeah. We did it. We did it all ourselves. And, it, you, and you know, it being Halloween, uh, we even had kind of a spooky episode. We Talked did. spooky stuff. We did. And I like how everything flowed, too. We went from one to the other. I know. Kind of led See, good. Dude, we, could, we could just be Zubox. We should get rid of those guys. And just me and you can just those guys roll on. Yeah, look at these guys. These fucking these goobers. Always derailing things, you know? We had a nice conversation. That was yeah. good. That was good. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you'd like to know more about Zoobox, there's a bunch of links in the description for Facebook, for Instagram, for Twitter. Um, also, if you'd like to hear us talk about anything in particular, you got a topic you want to throw our way? We could do a little research if we have no beforehand. We can goof and gaff about it. Throw it in the comments. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Let us know. We're here to entertain. We, we do this for ourselves, but we're also here to entertain. That could be, it could be, you know, it could be ben- mutually beneficial, I think they call it. All right, everybody. You have the best one ever. See you later, Mike. Peace.